Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh, so much for the beautiful day you bless us with and the awesome opportunity to be able to come to your house as part of your family and the things you've already given us and now the blessed opportunity to get into your word, open our hearts and minds so we can receive the message you want us to receive and encourage us to take that message and go out and share it with the world. We thank you oh, so much for allowing us to be a part of your work. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Lord, save our country. A lot going on in this country and other countries as well that need to have this attitude to cry out to the Lord, Lord, save our country. We look at how things have changed in in this country and in the last few decades, and it's just uh, amazing. It's it wouldn't be recognizable to some of the folks if they was to come back to see things the way they are right now. It's like, what country are they in? Can this be America? But in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 15, reads, As a roaring lion and a ranging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. And it's interesting how you see these politicians, I'm not just talking about this country, but around the world, that seem to plague the poor. They are lifted up and supported by the wealthy, but they take more from the not-so-wealthy than they do from the wealthy. In Proverbs 29, verse 12, If a ruler hearken to lies, all his servants are wicked. So we know if you start out with a wicked ruler, now this is political rulers that he's speaking of, And if they're basing what they do on lies that they choose to believe or that they're spreading themselves or have been fooled into believing, however it applies, but if they're on the wrong pathway, pathway of Satan, the pathway of lies, then all their servants around them are tied right into that wickedness. Read that again. If a ruler hearken to lies or yield his service to, listen to, apply, Lies, all his servants are wicked. So the people that are working with him and around him, the entire group, therefore, is is wicked. Lamentations chapter 3, we'll turn over there, a couple verses here. Lamentations itself means to lament, to, to moan, to groan, to cry, to be sorrowful. And it is a sorrowful event that we see unfolding in this country. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 22 reads, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because His compassion fail not. If the Lord was to cast the kind of judgment upon this country like He did the children of Israel in the wilderness, this country wouldn't exist today. And it is because of His mercy that He has been so tolerant of the things that are going on. Verse 23, speaking of the mercies of the Lord, they are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness, the faithfulness of the Lord, to pour mercy and grace upon us. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, Therefore will I hope in Him. And that's 
who we have to have our hope in. Not in anyone else, but just the Lord. That hope is that confident anticipation and expectation of the fulfillment of the prophecies and promises of God. When you have that kind of confidence, then you have true hope. And that can only be applied to God in that way. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeketh Him. So like Glenda was talking about, you must seek the Lord. He's around us everywhere. But it's up to us to make that additional, that additional response, that seek the Lord. And seek the Lord while He may be found, as it tells us as well. On over in Lamentations 3, verse 40, reads, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. We've got to really take a good look at ourselves. Are we individually truly living the kind of life that brings honor and glory to the Lord that is in His perfect will or not? Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. We have transgressed and have rebelled. Thou hast not pardoned. Thou hast covered with anger and persecuted us. Thou hast slain. Thou hast not pitied. Now this is the children of Israel he's speaking of. The kind of judgment that had come upon them. But yet he didn't wipe them out completely. Even though he had the right to. After all, we are all his. He spoke us all into existence. He created mankind. He created everything. So he has the authority to do with it as he pleases. If it upsets him, if he wants to take it out, he can take it out. But it's amazing how much mercy he pours upon us, even when we are so disobedient. Thou hast covered thyself with a cloud that our prayers should not pass through. Thou hast made us as an offscoring and refuge in the midst of the people. All our enemies have opened their mouths against us. That truly applies to the Christians as well as this country. Because of the events that have taken place in recent years, the reputation of the United States is probably the lowest it's been in our lifetime, considering it around the world. All our enemies have opened their mouths against us because they're not afraid of the United States. They're not afraid one bit right now. Fear and a snare is come upon us. Desolation and destruction. Desolation and destruction. If things don't change in this country, we're going to see the fulfillment of the last days in the ways that if you look at the prophecies of the events that take place in the tribulation time and so forth, there's no clear understanding that the United States will still exist. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 4, we'll turn over there a couple of verses, verse 29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, see there's hope. We as individuals, as well as a country, 
as well it can be applied to other countries, need to seek the Lord. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thine heart and with all thy soul. See, that's the qualifier there. To truly seek the Lord. We've had events take place in this country that have led people to the Lord. Back in the event of 9-11 when the Twin Towers were destroyed by the Muslims, we saw a great revival for a short time. People suddenly decided, well, we better pray to the Lord. This looks like the great fulfillment of the last day's prophecies. But that didn't last long. It didn't last very long at all. You go up there now, like, what is it, a block away or a couple blocks away, there's, there's Muslim mosques built that close to where the Muslims killed over 3,000 people. Read 29 again. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, which also is the great commandment to love God with all your existence. When thou art in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, note, even in the latter days, this prophecy given to them thousands of years ago, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto his voice, See, that's the key, being obedient unto His voice. Not our own voice, but His voice. Find out what His will is for us, not our will for us. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which He swear unto them. The peace that can come upon us when we truly turn to the Lord is available. The Lord can... Heal our nation, just like he says in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and in verse 14. If my people, who are his people? Here he's talking to the children of Israel, the followers, the believers. This applies to us today as born-again Christians. If the Christians, if the God-fearing people around the world if my people, which are called by my name, Christian, followers of Jesus Christ, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Will heal their land. But see, it takes the Christians to be able to stand up and make a difference in this world. Way too many times, Christians have the attitude of, I'm content with what I have, I'm going to sit back and watch it happen. They got their salvation taken care of, they know they're sealed in their heart, their soul is born again into eternal life, they have trusted in Jesus Christ, and dwelt with the Holy Ghost, and sometimes they get kind of content with that and just sit back. Like, I don't have to get involved in any of that. I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to ride along in the easy flowing water. I don't want to get over them rapids. That looks like kind of rough stuff. I'll go over here with a nice, calm, slowly drifting water. 
But he allows us to get over there into the rapids. He allows us to get there into the front line of the battle. Because in doing so, we are able to have an influence on others. And others can see us in that battle and and want to join in that battle against evil. Opportunities, not requirements. But in that battle and going through those things, we are able to gain rewards and build treasures like we've talked about recently. And that's what we really should have our goal, to please the Lord as much as possible and to gain as much as possible that we can use later, therefore to roll over again and even please the Lord that much more and, and expand the kingdom. There's so much ahead of us. So don't just get content or even to the point of, of lazy and like, well, I don't want to get involved in that. It's, it looks like too much work. It's too much effort. I might get persecuted. I might get con- convicted of a crime that people consider a crime these days if you stand up and preach the gospel. You do that in the wrong place, especially back through this, all this crazy, crazy COVID madness, even to gather together in the churches was considered a crime. To sing gospel songs was considered a crime. Thankfully, that has reduced, but already hearing some rumors of it's coming back around this fall and this winter. Oh, there's another big wave of this horrible pestilence coming through. So it wouldn't surprise me even by the end of the year, we're required to social distance and wearing masks and they'll start putting up all those silly plastic shields in front of the clerks and so forth that serve no purpose whatsoever. But a form of obedience. But I don't want to get all that. I harp about that all day long. Back into this. Revelation. Get over in the New Testament. What's the Lord say about this? What's the Lord say about this attitude that some churches and some Christians have had? And the letters that were given to John that were instructed to send to the churches. We see the one here in chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. What we have remaining is that sincere, true relationship with the Lord that is deep within us. But is it withering away? Is it fading away? Can we revive that? We can revive that when we really trust in the Lord. Get excited about doing something for the Lord. Verse 3. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. Thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels." He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. We need to learn from it. We need to listen up. We need to be watchful. Because the things that the Lord teaches us in the Gospels 
in Matthew chapter 24 and 25 about the last days. I mean, they're coming. They're coming very quickly. And in Luke chapter 21 and verse 36, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man, to stand before the Lord in judgment. There's a lot ahead of us. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of signs. He tells us in Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and so forth, other places where the Lord was teaching. We need to look around. We need to see the signs of the times. We need to listen up when we see things happening. And what do we need to do, generally speaking, over in Psalm 67? Psalm 67, God, be merciful unto us and bless us. We as a nation, as a people, as a family of God, need to come together and pray to the Lord. Pray these prayers that we see the examples of here in Psalms. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us, Selah, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously. And govern the nations upon earth, Selah. This governing the nations upon earth. We know that the Lord has ordained, actually ordained, the whole governmental system to have magistrates and kings or prime ministers or presidents, whatever title you give them, but leaders. That is an ordination from God. That's a design that's been put into place. That does not mean that the very ones that are holding those offices are doing the will of the Lord. But those offices are to be respected. We are to honor our president here in this country. Even if we don't agree with that particular person who's holding the office or the things that he's doing, we still need to honor that office because it is established and ordained by God. And if we want to make a change... In their policies, we need to get involved. We need to be voting. We need to even, some of us, be able to take political offices. They say, oh, wait a minute, how about church and state? You know, separation of church and state. It's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution. It's not in the Bible. And it is misinterpreted even in the Constitution. The separation of church and state was established so that the the government would not set up a particular denomination as the national denomination that everyone would have to follow. And then these people that want to take Christianity and God out of the government turned it completely around backwards to take God out of the government. No, that wasn't what it was set up to be. They don't do their homework. They take things, twist around backwards, use it for their own agenda. Of course, that's the tool of Satan. He does that with the Word of God. But we as a people, we as a nation and other nations need to turn to the Lord and then elect and appoint God-fearing people to the offices in all areas, the local all the way up to the president. And then we'll see a difference. Then you'll see a change. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth, Selah. 
Let the people praise Thee, O God. Let all the people praise Thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. The blessings will come. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. God bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear Him. That's that twofold fear. The reverent fear of God and the fear of accountability. There is going to be a reckoning. There is going to be a day of accountability over in Psalm 80, verse 3. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Prayers that we all need to be praying. Praying to the Lord. Please, turn us around. Turn us around individually and us around as a country. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbor and our enemies laugh among themselves. Our enemies laugh among themselves. We sure see a lot of that going on around the world today. Laughing at our president. And sorry to say, there is a whole lot to laugh about there right now. It's sad. It really is. They need to let that old guy retire and have enjoyable older days in his lives. I mean, it's just sad what they have done to our president. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors. A strife unto our neighbors. We have become a nuisance. We have become a problem for the rest of the world. When we stick our nose in other nations' business and cause conflict in that country, that does not go well with our relationship with that country. We need to mind our own business. I'm no foreign affairs expert by no means, but I have seen plenty of it in my life, how we have mingled in other people's affairs and done things that have caused thousands and Tens of thousands of people to die. Shouldn't have even been involved in it. And a lot of that going on right now. Mind our own business. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we will be saved. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest room before it, and didst cause it to take deep root, and it filled the land going on talking about the things that the children of Israel are going through back then, the things that we can relate to today and learn from. There's so much that we can learn when we study the histories, the things that they went through, some of the problems that they brought upon themselves, some of the problems that we have repeated our own selves. When we get our eyes off of the Lord and get our eyes on ourselves, we have our selfishness and we set our goals to, to build treasures here instead of in heaven, we mingle with other people's affairs. We become busybodies as individuals as well as a whole country. shouldn't be doing such things. We're supposed to love God with all of our existence and love our neighbor as ourselves. If we truly love others, then we're going to help them. We're not going to cause chaos and destruction and turmoil and just to gain power, which is what's going on. Way too much of that going on. Over in Isaiah... Chapter 55, 
Seek the Lord while he may be found. While he may be found. This suggests that there could be times when you cannot reach the Lord, when he cannot be found. And we know that we can still at this time, if we have any kind of remorse, any kind of feeling of shame because we've done something wrong or failed to do something good, that we haven't reached that point where we cannot communicate with him. Like over in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness. Filled with all unrighteousness. We see a lot of examples of that. Why? Because they didn't seek the Lord. And it gets to a point where the Lord says, fine, you don't want me? Boom, the door gets closed. When that door gets closed, it never gets opened again. I've had people say, oh, don't tell them that. Because if you tell people that, they'll quit trying to get saved. Well, no. If they have any kind of desire or any kind of want to be saved, they're going to seek the Lord. If there's any kind of feeling of conviction, any kind of remorse, any kind of dread that they have done something wrong, then they have not reached a point of reprobate. Because the feeling of remorse that comes upon someone or dread or sorrow for doing something wrong is actually an influence of the Holy Ghost, even on the ungodly, that makes them feel ashamed of what they did. But when you have an individual that can do horribly ungodly things, an individual, a, a leader, a country that can do horrible ungodly things and not be bothered by it one bit, that might suggest that they have reached this point where the doors closed with them. No point of ever having forgiveness for that become completely indwelt with Satan. They have become reprobate. And back over in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Before that door gets closed, call ye upon him while he is near. He's still here. There's so many Christians in this country. We know the Lord is still here. He's showing us mercy. We know he's still here. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Ask for mercy. Ask for forgiveness. And He'll forgive us. So, as it said over there in Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Our land needs some healing, so we need to turn to the Lord. Seek Him while He may be found and ask for forgiveness, ask for guidance, ask for motivation, ask for boldness, ask for, the, ask for whatever it is you need to be able to get into the perfect will of the Lord and to stay in the perfect will of the Lord. Stand up, Bravely as a Christian 
and not fear what man can do to you because we have so much ahead of us as Christians. Let's use it all to the fullest to bring honor and glory to Him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we come to You humbly and ask for forgiveness for what we have failed to do and what we have done wrong. And we ask You to take over our lives completely and guide us every step that we take, every word that we say, that we can be in Your perfect will. And please help this country get back on the pathway it needs to be on to be an influence to the whole world, to draw them to you as well. We thank you oh so much for allowing us to be a part of your work. And please open our eyes so we can see the task you have available for us to do. And then motivate us to get on out there and do it. Thank you oh so much for it all. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Would please